At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We begin hour number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard. We're here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. And Pritch, I am, you know, I didn't know how I felt about playing when this started a couple years ago, whether or not I'd really embrace it or not. But when you watch the Minnesota game last night specifically, crowds into it. Mm-hmm. It is fun. There are some newer teams that we're seeing now. And two of those will be on display uh, tonight in the East. And that'll be Charlotte against the ATL. And uh, we saw the deep run that the Hawks made last year, obviously uh, getting all the way to the Eastern conference finals. Um, what do you make of the Hawks this year? Cause you, you felt like they would regress right. a little bit. Now they find themselves in the playing situation. They are four point favorites. That's where it opened up with the over under two thirty nine. I'm not, I'm getting suckered into that again tonight because <laughs> I do believe at some point some defense and nerves will come into this thing. So I'm going to lay off that, but we expect a lot of points. You expect Trey young to be Trey young. Is mm-hmm. that good enough for the ATL to move on tonight? Well, I mean, they're going to need more. I mean, this is playoff basketball. And so, yeah, you're definitely going to need more. Same thing with the Hornets. You wish that they had more uh, meaning Gordon Hayward. You right. wish he was available, but uh, they're a perimeter oriented team. They're up and down the floor talking about the Hornets. Uh, they want that pace, uh, and it's interesting from a defensive standpoint because neither team is really that team. Like, they would rather score offensively than shut you down defensively. So, I know you're afraid of the points, 235 and a half. <laughs> well, it's going uh, way I, down from 239. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it should. I mean, 239 in the playoff game is Come insane, on. all right? I mean, uh, but that's – I think that was an indicator, though. Uh, you're going to get a pace in this game, and then Trey Young's going to have to be Trey Young because you just don't have anybody else – to complement that, um, I think the Hornets have enough uh, in terms of star power to complement uh, offensively, kind of kind of match that, if you will. But I, I will say this, which gives me an edge, I think, for the Hawks uh, in this one, 27 and 14 at home. Mm. Very impressive if you consider that the number one seed Heat were 29 and 12 at home. So think about that for a minute. You have a play-in team like the Hawks. Oof just a couple games shy of the number one seed and their record at home. And so I I think there's a distinct home court advantage here. Uh, And the Hornets are going to have to deal with that, the energy level of the Hawks uh, with some of those role players. But if Trey Young can get off and and play like typical Trey Young does, I mean, that's going to be difficult for the Charlotte Hornets. So you see where the money is going, obviously, Mm -hmm. opening up at four, now bet up to five and a half. You see that the money has come in on the under here as it's come down from 239 to 235 and a half. 
But those trends are interesting to mm -hmm. me. And again, we always say this, you know, trends are your friends. Yeah. It doesn't mean that this is exactly how it's going to correlate tonight. But the under for the Hornets in their last seven meetings with Atlanta, the unders hit six out of those seven times. Mm -hmm. Hawks in the regular season, four and one in their last five games overall. So, look, Hawks have been a pretty good ATS play, and maybe that's why the money's gone that way. And the under has come through, maybe that's why that's the money's going that way as well. So you can understand why. When you see those trends, how they kind of correlate right. to where we're seeing some of the money come in. Which you think about the Hornets, too, in their style of play. They, they want to run. And so, okay, defensively, they should be able to defend the perimeter. And mm -hmm. that's where Trey Young is. Now, Trey can also uh, create and dribble and penetrate. And, again, the role players always have to step up. So, from a Hornet standpoint, do they have enough role players that can step up, too, uh, and be consistent? Uh, the easy buckets, the transitional buckets—I mean, stuff like that—that's going to be that's going to be second nature. I think both teams understand that about each other. Uh, but in a half-court game or half-court situation, if Hawks can create that themselves with Trey, and especially at home with that home record, uh, there is an advantage there. When you mention the home record for Atlanta, and if they do take care of business against Charlotte tonight and move in, if you mm -hmm. will, into the big playoffs. Do you think they're capable of making another run like they made a year ago? Because I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. Yeah, I don't know about that because series basketball is different than and just that one. And it feels yeah. like it's gotten deep all of a it, sudden. It, exactly, right? exactly, exactly. I believe in that too. And uh, it, it, you have to have the horses. You have to have uh, contribution. And you're right. I mean, Trey Young, when he got injured in those series down the stretch there, uh, the, the sales kind of just flattened out. They, they were drawn in for – for the Hawks, but no, they did make a run. It was impressive, but I, but I think nobody's going to be surprised by Trey Young now. Uh, you you have to have a plan, uh, certainly to defend him. Uh, and I, I just think the injury situation for the Hawks is just not conducive for them to survive in series basketball. You know, it, it is interesting because I I know you hear it right. We heard it for for a long time that the West is the West and the mm -hmm. East is whatever, and they need to figure out realignment or whatever. It goes to show, again, kind of cyclical, that's your word of the day, that, that maybe here, all of a sudden, we don't need to overreact when we have a good run for a conference where we feel like it's stronger. But it does feel like overall, the balance in the East, if we're talking about Atlanta in the play-in game and, I, and, and Brooklyn in the play-in game, that maybe the East has overtaken the West, certainly for depth. And maybe the, the West still has the class team in Phoenix, but oh, by the way, Milwaukee is the reigning defending NBA champs. Well, I mean... It's really an interesting question, though, to think about or a concept to think about because the Hawks, like Brooklyn, they've been in a play-in situation the majority of the calendar years so far. I mean, uh, they could never improve their situation. Where We saw other teams kind of fall out right. in the East, fall back. and Like Cleveland. Like Cleveland. Or, or you know, you think about the Knicks. They mm -hmm. couldn't duplicate what they did last year either. So, uh, I mean, I'll give credit to the Hawks for maintaining position. Um, but you're talking about the upper echelon of the East, I think, is different outside of Brooklyn. And Steve Mackinac pointed that out too mm -hmm. because of uh, the unique nature of their season this year. But there was nothing unique about the Hawks. They just had injuries uh, that kind of limit their progress uh, and what they could do. But they stayed in this play-in situation. And so they're, they're going to be a, a tough out against Charlotte. But in a series, I, I, I would look for that matchup to see how different it could be. Let's go to the West here where we've got the Spurs against the Lakers. Oh, oh no, the Pelicans. <laughs> the world of the Lakers. I mean, I just can't even believe that they're not even in the play-in situation, let alone the, the play. It's, it's shocking. But <laughs> the Pellies open up this game against the Spurs as five-point favorites with the over-under uh, initially opening up at 230. Mm -hmm. By the way, San Antonio has been pretty good in their last 11 overall. 10-1 and one against the number for Pop and crew here. Uh, and that number has actually gone up just a tick here okay, to yeah. two, uh, two, uh, five and a half. But look at the total. That's come down six from 230 down to 224. San Ann, five and two. The under has played in the last seven as an underdog, as they are tonight in this spot. New Orleans, not great. One and eight, eight ATS in their last nine against San Antonio. And the under again, seven and one in the last eight against San Antonio. So those numbers are correlating the trends to where those line moves have gone. Yeah, I mean, San Antonio down the stretch to not really thrilling. I mean, both no. of these teams, really, if you think about it, Dave, but. Uh, Coaching, green versus pop. I mean, the coaching is going to matter in this one. And then you got home court, too. So uh, the Pelicans are going to have McCollum and Ingram on the court. Uh, that's going to make green's job a little easier. Uh, and then you got Murray on the other side there for the Spurs, too. So I, I think from a matchup standpoint, the Spurs head-to-head, -head, they took care of business against the Pelicans. But 
Uh, it's all about the role players too, right? And I think coaching is going to be key in this one because uh, of just the situation, the dynamic uh, of this game. I mean, uh, again, the Pelicans, uh, I think their job, his job, Green's job gets easier uh, when you do have Ingram and McCollum on the floor at the same time. When you look at these two teams, kind of like the question I asked you with the ATL in the East, mm-hmm. do you think either one of these two teams can make some noise? Or is, again, <laughs> this is kind of like enjoy your moment in yeah. the sun because it's going to come to an end. Yeah, yeah, there are no, there are no St. Peter's. There's nothing like that. I mean, nah. There's no Cinderella's there. I mean, I, I think the data that Mackinnon has, and then you just look at these teams and, and the inconsistencies, you know, can they put it together in series basketball? I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. And again, We'll, we'll see how it all shakes out here. But, you know, Dallas right now, we don't know about the status of Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. uh, at least for game one against Utah, which is an interesting way to try to handicap game one. Because, by the way, Utah is a big favorite right now, opening up on the road, four and a half, mm-hmm. is what we're seeing here. Uh, and, again, it'll be interesting to see how these matchups go. We mentioned uh, the Grizzlies against the T-Wolves. Right now, seeing some early numbers there. Grizzlies, seven-point favorites in game one. Yeah. So, arrested John Morant's what they're counting on there. Uh, in that one, let me give a couple other prices just to pass along in the West. How about Golden State against Denver? Mm-hmm. It's going to be an interesting series because we don't know about Steph mm-hmm. and whether or not he's going to be able to go. And right now, five-point favorites, kind of that flat number of five against Denver. Can, Jokic, we always waited for the Cavalry to arrive. It's not arriving. It's not arriving. So um, this is it. This is all you have if you're Denver. Yeah. You know, the Steph news is going to be interesting whether we see what happens with that. But uh, we've seen teams kind of defend the Nuggets in which, okay, we're not going to double the Joker. He's going to get his 40 points. He's going to get his double-double. We know that. He's just too good. But we're going to shut down somebody else, though. Because how many other options are on the floor for the Joker? They don't. They don't. So if you can double somebody else or harass somebody else offensively, that gives you a chance. But then on the other side of that, Golden State's defense, there's been concerns all year long there from Kerr. So uh, we'll see what they come up with. Uh, And Poole's been – shooting the ball. I mean, they, they can score. I mean, Golden State's still going to score. It's just, what are they going to do to handle the supporting cast around the Joker? Yeah, I took a couple of future plays on Denver a couple months ago mm-hmm. when we thought the Cavalry was coming right. with, Mer- with Murray and uh, with uh, MJP, and that's just not going to happen. Yeah, they're now. getting called out to locally uh, because, I mean, an ACL is an ACL. I get it, but, like, it wasn't, it wasn't too long ago. I think it was late January. They had video uh, of uh, Murray, Jamal Murray, and um, he's still limping around. And Michael Porter, we don't know what's going on with That's his a back. back issue that he's had since college. and Yeah, and they just gave him a contract, too. So uh, you would love to see those guys have that competitiveness, but I, I think, you know, Murray, the Blue Arrow, you know, he's kind of looking out for himself there, and he's getting called out a little bit because mm. we've seen other guys come back quicker. Need you. Yeah, right, from, from an my, ACL situation. My future situation, bet but. needs you, too, just to have a chance, but that does not look <laughs> like it's going to happen. Uh, very quickly in the final seconds here, just to kind of cap up the NBA, I mentioned Milwaukee. A lot of people are hopping on that series price for getting a sweep. They're 10-point favorites. Mm-hmm. We're seeing in game one against the Bulls. I know my Chicago brethren don't like to hear that, but it feels like that series is going to be a quick one. I'd be stunned if the Bulls can get one. Yeah, I would be stunned, too, because I think the Bulls are still working out uh, new parts. Uh, Donovan, um, you know, Levine in and out lineups. Uh, DeRozan's been awesome, but just too many new parts against the defending champs. Yeah, so, again, we'll see how those series play out. It doesn't look good on paper for the Bulls. When we come back, Tyler Fulgham, we got him off the golf course long enough to join us to talk about the NFL draft and maybe some other questions we'll sneak in. Come on back. It is the Lombardi Line right here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. On the Lombardi line, Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard. And Pritch, do you have any guys that like you grew up with or just really good friends that you might really like them, but you want to beat them in every sports argument you've ever had? Do you have anybody like that? Beat them in every sports well, argument that's I have, so. I, I kind of feel the same way about our next guest. <laughs> he is Tyler Folsom. Of course, you watched him on the Daily Wager because he daily wages. He is Tyler Folsom. Tyler, great to have you back in the program, my friend. Look, you know I love you. All kidding aside, you are knee-deep in on the NFL draft. And as much as I kid, I do value your knowledge and certainly your sentiments on the NFL draft. What am I missing about Aiden Hutchinson? Because right now, he's minus 250 to be the first player taken in this draft. Tyler, is this the right – is this the safest pick in your estimation? From a betting perspective, I think it is. But if I was the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would not be taking Aiden Hutchinson first. If I was going at that position, I would take Kayvon Thibodeau first – out of Oregon. This is a guy who ever since he was 17, 18 years old has been considered a consensus number one pick in the NFL draft. His production was there in college. He has all the measurables, not quite Miles Garrett, not quite Von Miller, not quite Jadavion Clowney, but he's 90, 95% of that. And Aiden Hutchinson kind of just burst on the scene one year. And all of a sudden we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt over the last five years where Thibodeau has been considered that number one guy. So I'm not betting Hutchinson. I think the price is too, for my personal evaluation of Hutchinson, the prospect versus Thibodeau, and even Trayvon Walker, the kid out of Georgia, Mm -hmm. who absolutely tests like a freak of nature. And don't forget, teams in the NFL, GMs and scouts, they don't draft college production. They draft traits that translate to the NFL. And I think both Thibodeau and Trayvon Walker have better traits than Aiden Hutchinson. Not that his are bad. I just think those are two better prospects. So I'm going to pass on Hutchinson. If you want to sprinkle a little bit on either of those two to be the first pick or to go in front of him or Hutchinson to drop, you know, over one and a half, his drafts, his draft slot, it's Mm -hmm. like minus 250 for one. It's plus 280 for over one and a half. You can sprinkle a little on that, but uh, it appears he's going to be the first pick. It's just not a first pick I would make if I was Trent Baalke. You know, Tyler, we're within that window of smoke screens. All right. Exactly. All right. They're out. Uh, so they're out there. And, and certainly we want to bet on this draft coming up in a matter of weeks. Uh, I'm curious about from a betting perspective, instead of just locking in on the number one overall pick, what about the fact that you could see those three uh, edge guys go one, two, and three? Like, can you package a bet? Can you see something out there to where you can package that? That's a pretty attractive situation there. 
Absolutely. I think that is completely possible because it appears Jacksonville, even though it's smokescreen season, mm-hmm. um, is going to bypass the opportunity for Evan Neal or Ika McQuano, the tackles out of Alabama and NC State. They franchise Cam Robinson, and they do need pass rusher. So we know number two is Detroit, and there's a lot of talk about maybe quarterback Malik Willis, but I think that's a smoke coming from Detroit to try and get someone to trade up into that spot. They, too, could use a pass rusher. And then there's the Texans at three who could literally could use pretty much every position <laughs> On the entire <laughs> roster. So if those are the three best prospects. That does not sound crazy to me. I think my favorite way to attack that position is look at Thibodeau's over under prop on DraftKings. I see it at five and a half. So if he's drafted under five and a half, that means one through five. It's even money. If he's drafted over five and a half, that's six through whatever. It's a, you know, a minus 150 bet or something like that. I like the under again. I think these are teams who are kind of like throwing smoke out there about Thibodeau want him to drop to that three, four or five range so they can take him. Cause they know he's been that guy since he was 17 years old. So that's kind of my favorite way to look at those players. Thibodeau under five and a half draft slot. I think it's even money last time I checked. I love that bet because I would certainly grab him if I was the GM of any of those five teams. Talking with Tyler Fulgham, follow him on Twitter as I do at Tyler underscore Fulgham. Of course, does great work daily on Daily Wager on ESPN. Uh, Shrammy, I got to ask you about the quarterback situation because you and I have had this debate for about a decade where the fit, right? You're a big fit yeah, guy. And yeah, you say this yep. quarterback's got to go to the right system in order for him to, to maximize his talents. Two and a half is what we're seeing here for the over-under and quarterbacks taken in the first round. Where would you go over or under, and who would be your first quarterback that you'd take? Willis would be the first quarterback I take because he has the highest upside. I'm always going to draft for upside at the position. What's the point of getting a guy who at best can be an 80, 85 overall um, when there's a guy who could be a 95 overall? Even if he doesn't reach it, even if Willis flames out, at least you took the home run swing. And at the quarterback position, especially with the new CBA where quarterbacks have that cheap salary control and a fifth-year option, that's the incentive to draft these guys in the first round. So even though there is not by any stretch of the imagination, a prospect uh, close to what we saw last year, I would bet over two and a half QBs are drafted in the first round because teams that are QB needy could trade into the back end of that first round, take their shot on a Willis, a Pickett, a Corral, a Ritter, a Howell. And it's important to do that because you get that fifth year of control. If they turn out to be a good player, if you hit on one of these guys and you draft them in the bet, you get that fifth year of control before you have to pay them that big money. Like your Cowboys did Dak Prescott. who was not a first round pick. So that's so valuable in today's NFL to have as much control on that first rookie contract over a quarterback if you hit. And it's worth it to throw those darts at the board. If you miss, so what? You're in no worse shape than you are right now if you're a team like Detroit, Carolina, Atlanta, whatever. But if you hit, then you got a franchise QB for the next 10 years, potentially, like of the LA Chargers, like the Cincinnati Bengals, and so on and so forth. Don't think that's not a remark about Dak Prescott got by these years. Uh, very quickly, why Willis over, say, Pickett? What is it? Is it the yeah. hand size of Kenny upside. Pickett? Upside. That- no, it's just, it's oh. just upside. There's the athleticism there. There's the arm strength there. There's certainly more work to be done, potentially, with Willis, but I'm always at the quarterback position going to be drafting for guys who can make throws that other guys can't, that can make plays with their legs that other guys can't. It's great to have Tom Brady, if he's Tom Brady, But you have more room for error. If you're a head coach, if you're the offense, if you're the play caller, if your guy gets blitzed off the edge and Malik Willis or whoever can turn and run and turn that into a 10-yard gain instead of a sack, you have more room for error if the quarterback can get the ball 65, 70 yards downfield instead of 50, 55 because he can just chuck it up to a playmaker and make a play. At the QB position, I will always be drafting for upside. It is always worth it to swing for that home run because if and when you do connect, oh, baby, you're set for a Super Bowl window for quite some time. It really is fascinating because I think all three of us could have different opinions about quarterback. Yes, right? we so, could. Uh, for instance, Willis, the upside could be there, but he's not a pocket passer, and you win Super Bowls being a pocket passer, Ooh. right? So, you know, it's, it's fascinating because I think it's the same thing from betting this draft. Like, how do you attack it, Tyler, when you got teams that are, have all these needs out there and we see the mock drafts representing all those needs, but yet you have some guys, GMs that want to draft the best player available. Like, do you have a, a system or do you have a way to kind of go through that, navigate through those situations? Yeah, it's really, really tough because, uh, you know, unlike, you know, kind of wagering a game, wagering the mock draft, you have to account for the style, the needs 
the trends of 32 different teams all in one pool. In one game, it's one versus one. You know, in an NFL matchup of the Lions versus the Chargers, it's one versus one. Now it's the Lions versus 31 other teams. And how those teams draft in front of them and behind them affects their board because a guy may be taken off and then they have to move. So the best way, it's, it's impossible to do, but you just have to consume as much of the beat reporters, the people, the men and women who are invested with these teams each and every day and will tell you to the best of their ability the trends of these GMs and how they pick, what positions actually are needs versus which are luxuries, what are the trends of, like, think about how different some teams are. Some teams value draft picks so much. Mm-hmm. My team, the Rams, you know, less need, F them. He doesn't <laughs> care. He doesn't need draft picks in the first round or the second round. Yeah. But there are other teams who, like the Eagles, who value all these first round picks and try to hoard as many as possible. So it's just, it's, it's the hardest thing to do. That's why no one ever gets a mock draft right. You know, you're never going to get that. It's like the bracket. You're never going to get it right. <laughs> but to the best of your ability, try to identify needs, try to identify trends, and see if you can get them to match up. It really is a dart throw. I think the, the less needs are going to have their first first-round pick in 2035, I believe it is. Yeah. Because right they just, they, they, they just yeah. don't value those picks in L.A., that's for sure. Uh, very quickly, I know you got the ring. <laughs> yeah, very quickly, uh, first of all, did you see enough from Eldrick Woods – at Augusta National to say, you know what? Not only is number 16 in play, Jack, you better beware. Um, I saw enough from Eldrick to think that 16 is in play. And I would rager right now with any dollar amount that Tiger Woods does not stop playing golf and never plays a game with only 15 majors. I think he at least gets to 16. He's going to play the masters every year for the next 10 years and be a viable threat well into his fifties, because that's just the way that golf works. Now we saw Phil Mickelson win at 50. And then of course this year, he's already committed to the open championship at St. Andrews, which is his favorite course in the entire golf universe. So he'll go over there and play. And I don't know if he'll be a threat this year, but the second time it comes back around there and he's further removed from this injury, he'll likely be a bigger threat. So I think there's legitimately 12 to 20 more majors where Tiger will be a legitimate betting threat. The U.S. Open, maybe not with that leg. The PGA, okay, maybe he catches fire. But the Masters and the Open Championship, you can wager Tiger to win because he knows how to play those types of courses in those tournaments with left-handed, eyes closed, one leg, two legs, no legs, and be a threat. He's Tiger freaking Woods. 30 seconds. Who wins a major next? Jordan Spieth or Brooks Kepka? Jordan Spieth. Oh, that is just so wrong. Why in the world would you pick Jordan Spieth? Have you watched him play? Yeah, yeah, I've watched Jordan Spieth play. He had uh, two top three finishes in a major last season. I know he missed the cut uh, at the Masters, but he's a proven winner on the PGA Tour. You be you, Tyler. I think David just wanted to argue with you. I did. Of course he did. Of course he did. Breakfast is on me. Tyler, great. Go hit him well today. I know you're going to play at some point today. There he is, everybody. Watch him on ESPN on Daily Wager. Tyler Folds, an all-around good guy. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more of some Major League Baseball right here in the Lombardi line on these and these Sports Betting Network. draft is right here in Las Vegas. We've had extensive coverage, including mock drafts from our own Matt Humans. Michael Lombardi, of course, a former NFL GM, is going to give his draft analysis. Our host and my co-host today, Mike Pritchard, of course, a first-round pick, and Sean King, who was a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. They're going to have their insight that you can literally bet on. Of course, we have got our legendary sports broadcaster and voice of the Raiders himself, Brent Musburger. He's going to give his draft best bets in our NFL draft betting guide. So sign up today. Get full access to VEASAN through the NFL draft for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash spring. Back alongside the aforementioned Mike Pritchard, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi on right here on VEASAN. And I did want to switch gears and talk a little bit about some Major League Baseball. And when you look at today's matchups in particular, you've got aces that are starting to go for a second time. we got Freed going in the ATL today. But right now, the Nationals leading that game 2 nothing. got Kyle Hendricks, if he is the ace, in fact, for the Cubs. But they are trailing 3-1 to one in Pittsburgh. And right now, maybe the best pitching matchup of the day has just started in Philadelphia. And Mad Max Scherzer's in trouble in the first. Base is juiced, but there are two outs now going up against Aaron Nola. Let's start there. Okay. That is a premier pitching matchup here early on between two teams in the Phillies and Mets that not just, you know, 95 and East Coast bragging rights, but really two teams that think they can push the defending reigning national champs, and that would be World Series champion Braves. Yeah, I think they can. I mean, you worried about the Mets a little bit with the pitching situation. Uh, but that, that'll 
take care of itself. Uh, what's been surprising, too, is their offense. Remember, last year it was the opposite. They couldn't right. really produce runs. Couldn't, couldn't uh, pitch. And yet, they, yeah, they had one good pitcher, too. I mean, but, uh, yeah, Scherzer on the bump. Uh, certainly, I think from a lineup standpoint, that gives you confidence, too. But uh, the Phillies, watching that game last night uh, and the chance uh, against Diaz, Bryce Harper with some bad swings. Mm-hmm. Schwarber. My goodness, 2-0 and you watch a fastball go right down. Why do you take a 2-0? I don't, I don't, it's, I, that's I don't your get meatball. It. It's right there I know. You. you take a 2-0 pitch. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out these hitters at this point. Like, because we, we make so much about the rotations and uh, they're not stretched out, which is true. But some of these hitters probably aren't comfortable either, right? I mean, no, not again, yet. how do you look at a 2-0 fastball down the middle of the plate? Um, in a closing situation for Diaz, you, you, just, you just gave him the recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Harper with some bad swings, too. So at some point, the lineups are going to pop for the Phillies. I mean, it, opportunist, opportunistic, and, and it has happened for them. Uh, and they've won games that way. But against Scherzer, uh, you got you to jump out if they can. So certainly looking forward to that. But then Nola, too, on the other side, can he get it together? Right. Can he, can he uh, understand that I do have this lineup and I do have to be effective here on the bump? Uh, Scherzer, by the way, got out of that bases yeah. on a jam against Philadelphia. They've gone to the second inning here, still scoreless. I've been talking about that (laughs) bad swings, man. It it is. (laughs) I, uh, I've been playing the Mets in the first fives Mm -hmm. and they've been very successful so far because your point about Edwin Diaz and great. You got the, you shut it down last night, but the rest of that bullpen right now is still shaky for the Metropolitan. So when you handicap some of these things, and I wonder how you do this, it feels like it's, if you really like the starter in a matchup, maybe first five is the way to go because managers are not going to let these guys go seven, eight deep. They're going to let them go five, mm-hmm. maybe six early in the year, then get them out of there. And then if you go full game, you're really coming upon that bullpen to do the job that you were hoping the starter could do. Unless you're somebody like Scherzer, or unless you're Robbie Ray or somebody like that, where, you know, if the manager, okay, yeah, they're going to go deeper for me. Uh, maybe they're ready to go that way. They're just bulldogs. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I'm, you know, for me, I'm putting together a portfolio. I don't know if you know this. So, we have all these teams in Major League Baseball. Instead of betting every game on the board, I'm picking 10 teams. I'm going to put them in my portfolio. I'm going to try to know each thing about those teams. Everything oh, wait, bring, about bring those teams. Bring this to me, Mike Pritchard. Well, this it's, it's kind of like when I was successful betting the NFL in the playoffs. Uh, kind of like the NBA, too. So we're focused in on a few teams here. Mm. Uh, and getting to know the coaches, getting to know the players, getting to know the temperament. Um, understanding the culture, understanding who these guys are. Like I was just talking about Schwarber and taking these picked two old pitch down the middle. I mean, all these situations I'm filing away on teams in my portfolio that I'm going to bet on. Like, I'm not just going to randomly pick a game in a matchup. I'm going to know and have intimate knowledge about these teams Love it. to see if I can create edges that way. So I'm four teams deep right now. Uh, and still building that library. Can you, can you tell me the, the first yeah. four you got? Uh, Rockies, Cardinals, Angels, and Phillies Ooh. right now. Well, tell me, the last two are very intriguing to me. I did not play any futures, and I got spooked by the Metropolitans with the DeGrom injury. It was 91 and a half wins, went down to 88 and a half. Kind of wish I dipped my toe there, didn't. Phillies were the team that I went, you know what? If it's not going to be the Braves, certainly Philadelphia could be that team that, that we look at long term and say they've got a shot. What do you make of what you've seen so far in that port- portfolio when you look at the Phillies? Well, I, I look at the potential to be that kind of team. Uh, I mean, you think about the Braves and and how they got hot down the stretch even after injuries, uh, just the confidence that exuded off that team um, with their lineup. And, and so I see similar fashion with the Phillies. And, you know, Bryce Harper in offseason trying to recruit players, and he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an MVP candidate. He's got some bad swings going on right now, but – but that's part of the portfolio that I, I want to see, and I want to see evidence that it improves. Like, I, I like to start. I love the makeup of that team. That's why they've entered into my portfolio. But, again, it's, it's the flexibility within. I can pull them out. There's and moving go, parts. And, yeah, there's moving parts. I can go to another team. But just fixating and, and focusing in on uh, 10 teams like that, I think that's going to help me out betting baseball. Oh, well, let me talk to you about the Angels, because that's another team I wanted mm. to dip my toe in, and I didn't because – the voices that said, don't fall for it, <laughs> right? The Angels, Joe Madden, Shohei, you get Thor coming over from New York, mm-hmm. right? You, you get uh, Trouty Fish back. Rendon, they couldn't right. get him out in the World Series a couple of years ago. I look at the team, Fritz, and I go, should the sum of the parts be better than what we've seen? Certainly in years past, but could this be the breakout year? See, each and every year, I think we say that about the Angels. But, um, you know, obviously the wild card is going to be Trout. Yep. 
can he stay healthy? But if he does, yeah, yeah. I mean, but Otani, they created an Otani rule. So that's why they're in the portfolio. Literally an Otani. Right, right. Stay in the game, doesn't have to come out. But that's how good he is, though. Think about what we chased and what we watched and what we were excited by from this player last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and so I'm thinking from a clubhouse standpoint with Trout back in there, uh, Rendon, like you mentioned, I mean, they have the makeup. I guess that's attractive, and that's why they're in the portfolio. We talked about some of the pitching matchups, and again, we're we'll start getting into week number two. The Aces are coming back mm-hmm. out. We see Jose Barrios against uh, Garrett Cole today for the Blue Jays against the Yankees. This series, and I know it's it's April, it feels like there's more weight in this series. The way the first two games have gone, where the Jays get a shutout, then the Yankees flip the script and shut out the Jays. Mm-hmm. We expect these teams to mash. They haven't been hitting. But the pitching and defense has been a little bit better maybe so far in this series. What do you make of the matchup today? Because, again, you kind of feel like if you're the Yankees, hey, you're still the little brother, right? You're still north of the border. This is Yankee Stadium. This is NYC. This is baseball. And you guys aren't ready to play on our, our level. Yeah, but in game one, we saw Toronto ignore all that, and they took care of business, sure. right? Um, and then the Yankees coming off that series against the Red Sox and bad swings again against Diekman, closer. Yeah. Uh, from Judge, uh, Stan, and uh, Gallo. I mean, so I, I, hitters, I think hitters are working through stuff. I, I mentioned this on Betting Across America yesterday. I think the Yankees have immense pressure on them already. I mean, Judge in a contract. I mean, you prove it situations, but the Yankees always deal with that pressure. But on top of that, I think there's even more pressure because of the Blue Jays, because of other teams, right? The Red Sox is certainly Tampa Bay. They feel but, them coming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, Barrios, I mean, his first outing wasn't that great against the Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas That's right, Rangers, got right? Lit up. Yep, got right. lit up. Got lit up out the first inning. So, obviously, the pitchers aren't stretched out. I think Cole, never the same after the sticky substance stuff, and maybe that's in his head, maybe. Mm. Uh, but he's got stuff to prove, too, but the Yankees do. Now, he's looking at the Yankees at minus 165 against the Blue Jays. I mean. Against their ace. Uh, well, with their ace, well, Barrios didn't have a great outing, though, right? right. Is so, he the ace? I put it in air quotes. Uh, yeah, in, that's in air the quotes, thing. right, right. Because you got, you got rid of Robbie Ray, right. who's now in Seattle, mm-hmm. right? And he's going to go today, by the way, against Dallas Keiko on the south side of Chicago. Kind of waiting on Seattle. Like, yeah. this is a buzz team. And the bats need to come alive at some point. Uh, they had Brash on the bump, uh, and he's making his debut. Pitched well. Uh, pitched well, but yet you couldn't produce runs. And now with Robbie Ray, you know, you should have some confidence. He's going to give you some innings. Uh, can your bats come alive, though, if you're the Mariners? Yeah, and again, it's early. We understand that. Still cold and, weather around the country. But, but Keiko has something to prove, too, after the does. season he had last year. So, And the team that I feel like nobody talks about, certainly in the American League East, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Rays. Right. right. And I get it. They're playing starting off. You sweep the, the Orioles, and then you get the, the A's in there. A nice comeback win yesterday against the A's. It's been a little bit uh, frisky down there in the trap so far. But I just feel like people don't buy into the Rays because the way they use their pitchers. Mm. But yet, this isn't a novelty. This is the way they operate. And business has been really good for the Rays in recent history. I don't know that there's any reason to doubt them that this could be potentially with the Red Sox, a 14 race in the AL East. Yeah. But you know, at some point the way that they operate, I wonder if that's going to become a problem because mm. as players, I mean, like you build this culture, you almost win a world series. You almost win, you know, win a championship and yet all everybody's leaving. I mean, your stars, your top players are going and at some point it's like, that's going to mess gonna with you. Yeah. That's right. going to mess with you in terms of, having that culture or continuing that level of high play. I, I, you're right, because sometimes people are going to go, wait, I got to do what? I got to pitch two innings and that's it? And maybe yeah. tomorrow I got to pitch an inning and we'll keep doing the rotation? I'm not going to get my money. Right, because you're <laughs> right. Where are my numbers? Right. Uh, when we come back, this is a betting network. How about betting on yourself? We'll discuss when you come back with us right here in the Lombardi line on these and these Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Sportsbooks unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Come on out. You can convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining and shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located in the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager in the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. Earlier in the program, I mentioned that when we were talking with Steve Mackinan, that some of us of a certain age can remember Dikembe Mutombo, the eight seed, when they beat the Seattle Supersonics back then with uh, Sean Kemp and Gary Payton, and Matumbo just held on to the ball forever. Were you actually at that game, sir? Yes, yes. What was that like? Oh, it was incredible. Um, Dikembe, he was that superstar in Denver and uh, just that presence that he had. But, uh, you know, you think about Seattle, too, that teams, those teams that they had up there. But, yeah, I mean, it was just it – was, it was not expected, one – uh, it really put the Nuggets back on the map in terms because when I was in college, I used to watch Alex English and Doug Moe and Fat Lee, all these guys. and Dan um, Oh, right, right. And so up and down the floor, old McNichols Arena. Uh, and so we really didn't have anything uh, exciting. I mean, Chris Jackson. Yeah. Raul Malmuth. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> what a shooter. Yeah, yeah great LSU shooter. In the house. Uh, yep. Uh, and we had Lafonso Ellis. Had some, you know, so you had some names, but just no moments until that one. Shaq and uh, and uh, Jackson, they played together at LSU, right? Or were they separate? I, he was Chris Jackson at the time. I want to say I thought they, maybe. They, I thought they, they overlapped, mm-hmm. and if so, Dale Brown, how did you not win more? <laughs> Just saying. Uh, let's get to, uh, since this is, of course, a betting network, guys that bet on themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you like this practice in the NFL. That's what Lamar Jackson's doing in Baltimore. You're seeing these contracts that these quarterbacks are getting. You're seeing the extensions that Derek Carr got, right? And he's locked up now, what, over $121.5 million? But apparently, according to the brain trust, that is uh, certainly Bashadi and, and Harbaugh, they're saying, hey, when Lamar wants to talk, we're willing and eager to listen, and the deal will get done when he wants to get it done. The Ravens finished last last year. And part of that reason was, of course, is that Lamar Jackson couldn't stay in the field, and he got hurt. How are those negotiations going to go? Mm-hmm. And if you can't stay healthy, does management, i.e. Harbaugh, Bashadi, bring this up in contract talks when you're betting on yourself to get a new deal done? Because I need you the best availability, or the, the best ability is available. Right, right. And if you're not available, 
how do I do this contract talk with you? Well, it's different now because we got to go back to Ozzy trading back up into the first round to draft Lamar because mm-hmm. they could have drafted him in the, in the second round maybe, but they traded back up and got him in the first round, which was smart because now you have control, which means a fifth-year option. That's right. Now, if you're the Ravens, you're not in a rush at all because you have the process in terms of when you need to extend Lamar Jackson. You can franchise tag this guy after the uh, fifth-year option for two years if you wanted to. Now, it's different, though, because you have Dak, Deshaun, Patrick, uh, Aaron, and Josh exceeding 40 and $50 million. So franchise tag is going to cost you $40 million, right? And So I think if you're the player, like I'm putting myself in Lamar's shoes as a player – why are you not in a rush? Or do you want to get to the leverage situation, which is free agency? Mm. Because the prospect that other teams could go out there if Baltimore doesn't take care of business and overbid Baltimore for your services, free agency can do that for you. Now, I don't know why Lamar is not take, taking the guaranteed money and extending himself right now, but he is representing himself too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that, that's why uh, this is hard to gauge because I can see from a player's standpoint, getting to free agency, getting to true free agency uh, is your lottery ticket. Uh, but then from the, uh, the team's standpoint, I can see that they're not going to be in a rush because they have mechanisms in place to kind of slow down the process. You know, the Ravens obviously have been through something like this before. Joe Flacco coming off the Super Bowl win when Harbaugh beat Harbaugh, right? Mm-hmm. They made him the highest paid quarterback in the history of the game at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference between this and what we're talking about with Lamar Jackson now is that Lamar hasn't won big yet. Now, he's been an MVP of the league, and that is huge, something Joe Flacco never was. But it almost felt like, all right, they paid Flacco for services rendered. Are we paying or potentially paying Lamar for what we think his ceiling can be? And I guess the question for you, Pritch, and you know this, what is that ceiling? Because we talk about it. He's not a pocket guy yet. Mm-hmm. Do you want him to be a pocket guy? And can he be a pocket guy? Is that incumbent upon the Ravens potentially cashing an 11-1 AFC title or a 20-1 to Super Bowl championship? What is Lamar Jackson? What does that look like? What does that contract look like? Well, Baltimore needs him to be, become a pocket guy and because that's how you win a Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson can win an MVP by doing Lamar Jackson things and uh, you know, that's, Flash. that's you know, a lot of touchdowns running the football, and, and certainly you, you play action, you throw a lot of touchdowns that way too. Uh, Roman, uh, still offensive coordinator, how long is that going to go? Mm. How, long, how long are you going to have this specific offense, this tailor-made offense for Lamar Jackson? Or can you evolve it? Can you change it? Because it does need to change. It, it does. does need to evolve. We saw with the fact that, okay, running backs get hurt. What can Baltimore do? They can get to the tight end. We saw that. That happened well. Uh, Lamar Jackson, can he stay healthy now? Because he's getting outside the pocket. He's exciting. He's creating all these plays. But in order to win a Super Bowl, in order to get the money like Dak, Deshaun, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you got to stay in that pocket. Now, I do love the fact that Lamar can get you to that sixth eligible, and Mm -hmm. that breaks down the defense. But you got to stay healthy. Uh, And so – I don't know what Lamar is looking at in terms of betting on himself because he's an MVP guy. I mean, the money's already right there unless he thinks he can reset the market next year. It's very interesting, too, and we'll get into the the MVP numbers uh, as we cl- get closer and closer to the season, obviously. But he almost feels like a guy that, to me, you have to play mm-hmm. because he's so dynamic. But the concern is, and it saw it manifested last year, is is he going to be available for 17 games? And, and that's a huge if. And again, I, like we don't have these questions about Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, even Josh Allen. Although Josh keeps taking hits and keeps running, that could become an issue at some point. We don't have these conversations about Pat Mahomes. We know he's going to be smart. But Russell Wilson, the guy's the king of getting down before taking a big hit, even though he took a ton of hits in Seattle. And that's why I think when you get to the MVP categories, those quarterbacks feel like safer place for what now feels like a quarterback-driven award. If, if you could book him – for 16 of 17 games, would you play him in the MVP market? Yes, I would. Because uh, up until his injury last year, he was on pace to go 1,000 yards again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go back, I mean, the, what, three years, he would have amassed 1,000 yards rushing. Wow. On top of, I don't know, 40 touchdown passes, who knows. Um, but, yeah, no, he's an MVP candidate. But, again, that goes so far, though. Because as you start to play these teams in the playoffs, like we saw the Ravens go up against these teams in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and they've had difficulty. 
right? You, you just drop everybody. Okay, Lamar, run around, do all you need to do, but you're not going to score. Uh, and I remember when they were thinking about replacing him in the playoff game because he was so poor. He's so bad out there. Against the Chargers. It was against the Chargers. That's right. Right, right. So that's what happens against those elite teams in the playoffs. And, and Lamar knows that. I mean, he's got to evolve his game. He's got to be more dangerous from the pocket. But if, from a player standpoint, if he's betting on himself to evolve that way and get better and, you know, elevate himself in the pocket, he's going to reset the market. You know, we, we saw in the graphic we showed you there that right now you can get over $2 on the Ravens winning the division next year. Mm-hmm. Remember, they were last place last right. year. Cincinnati comes within a scotia of winning the Super Bowl, right? The Steelers, we don't know what to make of the Steelers, and, mm-hmm. and Mitchell Trubisky is going to be their guy going forward there, but they've never had a losing season with Mike Tomlin. Do you like those numbers? Because I, I feel like they're, they're still on paper, no disrespect to the other teams, they're the best team in the division. Well, I, I mean, the Bengals are really good, though. And the Browns, I don't know what to make of the Browns. Deshaun Watson right. might not even be We don't know which games he's not going to be available for. You're right. Good call on that. And then the Steelers, I, I think it's a culture division. Uh, we talked to McFadden about that. Yep. That whole division is all about culture. Uh, and the B- Baltimore Ravens, they have, what, the 14th pick. They're going to get it right. They're going to do what they need to they do to get do. it right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I could. I, I like these numbers with the Ravens. Um, Lamar Jackson is an incredible, incredible talent. He's a great player for what he's done so far. And if he evolves, kind of like Josh Allen has evolved and, and gotten better, uh, I can see this guy turning into one of those type of quarterbacks that we talk about for years and years. It's You know, there's certainly some fascinating divisions. I don't think any, any division would be more fascinating than the AFC West for the reasons we laid out in the mm-hmm. first hour. But from a different perspective, this North division, one to four, good luck. <laughs> I mean, good luck because they all feel like they're pretty close together. If the Steelers are the worst and the Ravens were worse last year, boy, these teams are not that far away from each other. No, they're not. How many sacks did Cincinnati give up? And they still went to the Super Bowl. They gave up nine in Tennessee and still won that game. This is insane. Fritz, always enjoy the conversation. I want to thank Tyler for joining us. Tyler Fulgham, of course, from ESPN. And Steve Mackin, great job with his numbers as always. Got you covered all afternoon and evening long here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.